Yo, Ryan Hartley here from Voice Button Yesterday. Welcome back to Ask Me Anything. For the last couple of months, I've been doing a live Ask Me Anything within the We Are Always Better Than Yesterday community. Should you want to join these conversations live in future, head over to Facebook. Make sure you're part of our worldwide community of like-hearted human beings. Just simply search out We Are Always Better Than Yesterday or type in facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we are a b t y and then you'll get yourself in and you'll be able to be part of these conversations live as was nathan todd so nathan is a great friend of ours from uh, the us he's doing wonderful things he goes under the name of the loneliness coach and he joins me live in this conversation today is all about ask me anything about leadership it's my favorite topic in the entire world. If you want to catch up with any of our previous Ask Me Anything topics, the first one I covered two months ago was podcasting, and then last month was all about purpose. Today is all about leadership. I hope that there's something in this conversation that inspires your leadership, and if you have any unanswered questions, be sure to get in touch. Here we go, a live recording from the We Are Always Better Than Yesterday community Ask me anything about leadership. Ryan Hartley here, live within the Always Better Than Yesterday community. We are back with this month's Ask Me Anything. Um, I was just about to try and recap on the first two that we did. Um, I think the first one was about podcasting, and then the second one was about purpose. Nathan is with me. He is nodding. Uh, today is all about leadership. Leadership is my—it's just my—it's my passion. It's my heart work. It's my favorite topic. And I guess I'll just come out with the the first question, and, and it comes from our good friend Jonathan Darling. And um, the question is, why is it important to you? Why is leadership important to you? And I guess my backstory is that 2012 made a father for the first time. Uh, Lisa and I have our, our newborn, Corey, and it's around about the same time I became a line manager, a leader in the uh, workplace for the first time. And I guess I just saw so many similarities between the two activities, you know, this sense of nurturing, of of encouraging, of 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 this, you know, sacrificing of doing what was difficult, you know, getting up and doing the 3am night feed, you know, sacrificing my time, my energy, my sleep, um, seem to have some parallels around sacrificing my time and my energy for for my team and, and making sure that they were equipped and, and had all that they need. And I guess at the time that just, it kind of made sense to me, but in the work that I was doing, it, leadership was about rank and hierarchy and and uh and status and how long you'd done your job and how good you were at your job and i just think i had something revealed to me that leadership was an act it was a verb it was and, and for me it was about service and sacrifice um and, and why that's important to me is obviously because you know i i believe in that 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 side of parenting but i also um have a real uh heart because there's that old cheesy quote, isn't it? It's like, become the leader you wish you had. And, and I've yeah. come to realize that, you know, I had a huge absence of a leader in my lifetime. I had a very present one in my mom. She was a fantastic one. But throughout my life, there was a, a lack of a leader in my corner, which led me down certain paths where questions like, uh, am I, do I not matter? You know, am I not loved? You know, I, I, I questioned my own worth. I questioned my own belonging. 
And I feel like I did that because I had an absence of a leader in my corner. Now I've adopted that, you know, spirit of, of being that leader for other people, never wanting other people to feel like their contributions don't matter, like they don't belong, that they don't have gifts and skills and talents that they can contribute. I want to be that leader. And, and, and I think my greatest contribution then to life and society and to people is understanding that I can help create leaders who are that for other people. I don't need to be the one on the front line being that leader. I love nothing more than equipping people to go out there and be that for other people. Because I realized very, very early on in my, in my career, police career is that I went home worse for those who needed me. And I, and I quickly understood that as a leader, I had the potential to send those home better for those who needed them by helping them, by serving them, by having a heart set of um, doing whatever I could, you know, for those people in my care to make it easy enough to do the, their best work and, and then also go home for those who needed them. So I love nothing more than, than helping create more heart centered leaders, because here's the thing. I heard something in church, you know, that someone said the church is the only organization that exists for the benefit of their non-members. And I get that. I like that. <laughs> but so is my organization so is always better than yesterday always better than yesterday the true legacy and the true heart print of this organization is to the benefit of all those who interact with our members the yeah. beneficiaries of my coaching are not my clients they're the people that receive my clients whether in the home or in the business both uh so that's that's it for me i think leadership is the vehicle leadership is the master key if i can help create more leaders in the world they'll go on in that ripple effect that uh, they'll have um is exponential anything you'd add to that uh any any question you put on the back end of that nathan that you'd like me to clarify yeah so i do have a question hmm. and i'm curious other than sacrifice right because you you touched on that what's probably the greatest lesson about leadership that you've learned from your children? Well, that's really interesting. I think, um, I think there's so much about their natural state that can reveal quite a lot to adults. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a curiosity there, an innocence of curiosity. There's not a judgment. There's mm -hmm. a, there's a, there's a sense of curiosity. I think that's hugely powerful from a, a leadership perspective, because from two ways, one is get curious about your people, get to understand them, get to understand who they are, their backstory, uh, their motivations, their hopes, the dreams, the fears, because you want to serve these people. The more you can meet them where they are, the more you can get curious about where they are. Um, but secondly, you know, we talk about wanting to have cultures of improvement and innovation. Well, that starts with the belief and the curiosity that things could be done differently and better. Mm -hmm. so, and, and, and I think ultimately the, the biggest one, you know, beyond that is a spirit of fun. Like work, like the, the nature of our work will reveal the seriousness of it. We don't have to be the ones, you know, there's a time and a place to be serious but I truly believe that if we want to tap into our best work, collaborative, connected, you know, um, then we don't really want to be tiptoeing around conversations because, you know, spirit of fear and anxiety and worry. And am I doing the right thing? Am I doing, it's not performance. You know, I think I, 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 
it's, it's tricky. I, I grew up in the police environment of which my department was a uh, organizational development, you know, so there was less pressure, different type of pressure, certainly not operational pressure, but there was always a spirit high vibe. You know, we enjoyed each other's company. We asked each other silly questions. We got to understand each other beyond that, you know, and every now and again, we'd be playing like um, noughts and crosses or something like that, because I understood that to get the best out of their analytical minds, they had to be in a sense of, they couldn't be in a sensory state of of stress and anxiety and overwhelm because yeah. it doesn't help them do the best logical problem solving work. But to the outside, it's like, oh, Ryan, Ryan's team said that they're busy, but they look like they're having fun. <laughs> Curiosity, fun, I think. <laughs> Curiosity and fun. Yeah, how can you be busy when you're having fun? Come on. <laughs> this is it, right? But it's but it's being fun because we're busy. So often yeah. leaders, leaders have this paradox of saying, we'll do that when. And in the policing, it was like, we'll do this stuff when we're less busy. Which was, <laughs> you know, it was just a flawed way of thinking because we were never less busy. Yeah. You know, the police always find, you know, things to, the problem solvers, the great problem solvers. So this idea that we'll be less busy is a, is, is a fallacy because we'll always find more problems to try and solve. <laughs> yeah, man. What does leadership mean it. to you, mate? What, what does leadership mean to you? What does leadership mean to me? So I want to talk about it in terms of a story. All right. So... And it's funny because it lends back to what we were talking about right before you hit record. Yep. And so some of the greatness, right? Amazing personal development conference. The first time I ever went, I was like, okay, what am I doing here? I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Mm. And then I had amazing conversations and my perspective changed. I went back to the next one and i said hey you know what i'm gonna ask every speaker a question like i want to have a conversation with them i made that happen then that one's over and the next one i said you know what this year we're driving up so i'm gonna take my wheelchair with me mm -hmm. and i'm gonna use it at every event possible Mm -hmm. And for the people that don't know me, I don't use a wheelchair all the time. Mm -hmm. But if I need to stand for long periods of time or do something that's going to take a lot of movement, I'll use it. But I thought, you know, I'm going to use it everywhere, mm -hmm. regardless of whether I could walk around and do the things or not. And the whole purpose was this might be the only time that somebody at this conference sees somebody using a wheelchair that's mm. having fun. Mm. And so it's interesting that it goes back to having fun, right? Mm. Um, I was in the middle of a dance floor with over a thousand people using my wheelchair because I knew they would never see that. I've never seen <laughs> somebody else in a wheelchair on a dance floor mm. um, dancing around. And so I think leadership is it, I don't like to use the word sacrifice, mm -hmm. but I think it I think it is putting needs of others yeah. in front of the needs 
of yourself and the way I relate that in my work is like I think that's how we get connected with people like we get so caught in our head about who we're supposed to be Mm -hmm. and ultimately if we're able to put other people first yeah like they'll come looking for you I agree you know and I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. He was like, ah, he's like, it's Northern. Ah, it's Atlee. It's not sacrifice. I don't like that. You will leave that to the religions. And I'm like, no, it's, <laughs> it's an act. It's a verb. It's not a, it's not a sacred symbol kind of, you know, it's not that type of sacrifice. It's just the, it, you know, it's the ability to go, do you know what? You go through the door first, you know, in, in the small, as Jonathan Darling would say, the micro moments, I'm allowing your needs to go before mine. That small yeah. act of sacrifice. And sometimes what that looks like in business is I'm going to sacrifice my time to do my task list just to listen to you, to hear you, to give you some coaching, give you some perspective. You know, I'm sacrificing my psychological safety, shall we say, to give yeah. you some feedback that might be uncomfortable. I'm leading myself to this uncomfortable position so that we best, so we can move forward better together. That's a small act of sacrifice because it's easier not to. Yeah. Um, the I was on um, Luke Burroughs's uh, podcast a while back. It's called Raising Consciousness. Raising Consciousness. And I shared with him this thought that, you know, just as you do, this, this thought came to me that we are the only species that can go to the grave without having realized our potential. Human beings, you know, the animal kingdom, just the animal kingdom. They just, <laughs> they just, they just do. Yet we've been blessed with this prefrontal cortex that gives us the ability to think plan strategize and think about thinking right it's not always good progress evolution but if we if we then use that as a frame of reference to understand what does it mean to be human then to be human means to be conscious and therefore i think a great act of leadership or self-leadership is is being able to replace our chimp response with our chosen response that gap between our reaction and our response that little gap is leadership. It's choosing a better way of dealing with it so that we get better outcomes. And I think why that's relevant to leadership is because, you know, if I if we frame it as not rank, position, title, how good you are at your job, but instead the act, and this is why it's this is why anybody could be a leader, because it it requires just the the, the decision to serve and to sacrifice. What separates those is do they have the willingness to do that? Because there are so many leaders that will sooner be served and then sacrifice others rather than serve others and sacrifice themselves. And I think, so first and foremost, if we have a heart set of serving, we're more likely to do that. And then secondly is where does the motivation come from? Motive, the root of the word motivation is motive. I guess this is where people would say, what's your why? If you're going to yeah. serve, if you're going to serve and you're going to sacrifice, what's your reason? What is your motive for wanting to do that? Because it's going to get difficult. It's going to get messy. It's going to get to a point where you'd sooner not. But those leaders that have a clear motive and a reason and an understanding why they want to be a leader in the first place. And I think the root of that is love. It is love is the the energy force yeah. that will give us that reason, that motive to serve, to sacrifice. So the, the first responsibility of a leader is to get clear on what they love. 
because if they find a cause bigger than themselves that they love and they get to contribute to, they'll find the desire to serve and sacrifice so much easier or so much more rewarding or fulfilling. You know, many, many people go into business for money reasons, you know, make a career, provide for your family. It's honorable. I understand that. But they end up in jobs that they don't really love, don't really care about. They end up leading teams that they were just posted to. And without love, there's no motive to serve and to sacrifice. So this, the teams that we've got don't have love running through them. They, everyone then goes home and it's just a job. Nobody's willing to muck in and serve because when a leader serves, well, then the team follow that example. When a leader sacrifices, well, the team puts the we before the me. But if the leader never does that, if the leader's always me, 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 serve me, well, then we never gets a chance. We never stands a chance. So I think it's love. And I, and I think, therefore, a leader has to just connect with self-awareness. Who am I? What do I care about? What do I love? And, and then bring that sense of purpose and presence into the spirit of their leadership. You know, what's interesting about what you just said about the we, right? I think it's very powerful as a leader to pay attention to when anybody is communicating and using we because i think often we use we and we're really coming from i mm-hmm. like uh and we don't feel comfortable like if it's something that we yeah. actually need yeah. we don't feel comfortable saying hey this is what's going on with my actual situation mm-hmm. and using we yes. can be a mask to Oh, this is actually my situation that's happening. And it's, you, you're absolutely right. And, and I'm so sensitive to the use of words. And I think that there's, in my initial reaction to what you've just said, in interviews, we're always conditioned to say, I, tell me, tell me what you did. I don't want to hear we, I want to hear I, tell me what you did. And so we're conditioned to almost go, I, I, I. And then it's interesting when you've just said, oh, well, sometimes we can hide behind we. And, and so the thoughts that kind of came to me is that I use I when I take ownership over my thoughts, my feelings, my actions. And I use we when I am literally talking about who we are, where we're headed, why we're going there, um, you know, and the culture that we're trying to create. And it and it's trying to understand. Yeah, it, uh, ownership and belonging that i think those are the two filters yeah that's cool do you have any further questions before i wrap this up yeah so when it comes to leadership what's one piece of advice you would give i don't know let's say a a 15 year old about how even they at 15 can be a leader of people who are even much older than them. Yeah. You know, that's, it all starts with, you know, I don't want to be too cliche and crass, but it, it comes back to self self-awareness. The more that we understand ourselves, the, you know, just the good characteristics of our leadership, you know, the good characteristics of, you know, how do we interact with people? How do people, perceive us what do i like you know once we build up this clarity of these are the things i'm good at these are the ways i enjoy helping people these are some of the problems i like to solve 
this is what you know this is my these are the characteristic traits that are make me a good human you know i'm kind i'm polite i'm collaborative i'm generous or i'm encouraging then that 15 year old could just be that more intentionally because how many people wait till they get to their mid-20s and they go to these you know leadership kind of development and they're like they're only just finding their values yeah you know if school did our kids any justice they'd leave them uh their their journey with them um for those diamonds that that school for me would be a self-discovery process of who i am what i enjoy what i'm good at what my gifts and skills and talents are and catapult me out into the world confidently looking to use that to help other people not okay. not, as a, not as a pigeonhole not as a not you know not as a you know not as a programming but as a way of going the simple fundamental belief is a i have something useful and b there's people out there that need it so, so I actually think this is a better question to end on then. With all that being said, how are you doing that for your children? Well, it starts with identity. You know, I spend a lot of time talking about Team Hartley. And I'm always trying to reinforce that sense in the home. This is who we are. This is how we behave. Or this is, you know, this is not who we are. This is not what we do. So, for example, when my daughter is, um, you know, being savage with my son that's not kind that's not who we are so our identity is in a simple mantra we're team hartley um we're kind we help people and we share our gifts with the world you know and and in those three simple things there are words you know i'm not saying go and replicate them if you like them by all means but create them yourselves and then hold yourselves accountable you know, be prepared. You know, Corey once said to me, Dad, can you put my shoes on? I was like, Bud, I think you can do your shoes by yourself now. And he said, Dad, we're Hartleys, we help people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a two-way accountability process. You know, and I think there's a, there's a, I think your first question was perfect because there's a, there's a, there's a belief that to be a good leader, we have to teach the next generation. I think a good leader will also learn from the current generation. You know, some organizations yeah. call it reverse mentoring. I think those things are really good because, you know, the, the leader should have the humility to both be, you know, to take a lesson from the next generation. And um, so, yeah, I have to be prepared as much as I don't like it for my kids to hold me accountable to our standards too. <laughs> and I have to have the humility to bow to that value rather than the egoic. Who's that kid saying that to me? <laughs> yeah, 100%, man. I love it. Thanks, dude. Dude, thank you for being here as always. I've had um good fun, bit of a shorter, sharper to the point one this week. Um and what topic do you think I should focus on next month, mate, for Ask Me Anything? Oh man. So just because of everything that I see, I would be curious to hear more about um fatherhood i think you talk about it a lot but i think specifically fatherhood and i'll just throw throw this out to maybe for you to think about so as somebody also who comes from a mm -hmm. single parent home like how's that impacting the mm -hmm. way we view 
fatherhood mm. and even uh, I sent you the thing the other day what does it mean to be a man like that's another mm. thing that's mm. really big for me right now so mm. those are top of mind for me great thank you that will give me um plenty to to explore and articulate i'm reading a book at the moment called the boy crisis by dr warren farrell if you read or you listen to books i highly recommend that i'm about 45 50 pages into a 400 page book and it's all gold it's all very very good um yeah definitely recommend going checking that out my friend, thank you for, for being here. Thank you for posing some questions. Uh, if you are listening on the podcast, then please do um, screenshot this, share it with someone, or or even just DM, you know, at Always Better Than Yesterday UK on Instagram and, and pose the questions that maybe I've not answered today, and I will be sure to respond to you personally with the answer to your question. I do not sit here and profess to be the guru, the expert on leadership. I think the thing for me, I will always make a commitment to be a lifelong learner. Do I have all the answers? No. Do I have more questions than answers? Absolutely. Um, but do I have absolute belief and conviction that it is leadership that leaves people better? 100%. Um, I take my inspiration originally from the likes of Simon Sinek, from Brene Brown, but everything that you'll get on the Always Better Than Yesterday website, abty.co.uk, that's the emergence of my heart. That's the emergence of my ideas, being in, inspired by Brene, being inspired by Simon, being inspired by Faith, being inspired by Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza and, and all sorts of learnings and lessons. I truly believe that it is love that is the fuel for leadership. It gives us the motivation to serve, to sacrifice. I think it is our ability to lead ourselves that gets us to a state of wholeness, of oneness, of, of having all that we need. And then that enables us to lead from love rather than for love. I think the thing I'll end on is that the thing that you'll have heard me talk about if you've listened to any of my guest appearances on the podcast is that Dr. Ga Gary Chapman in The Five Love Languages wrote, um, for all the love that children did not receive, they will go into the world as adults seeking that love with which they did not get. And that was me. You know, I used my I used my leadership as a as a way of getting the validation and the love that I, I did not receive. I, I, I became a guy that turned up for validation, for words of affirmation. Um, luckily, I was doing good things along the way and helping a lot of people, but I had to learn before it was too late how to come to that spirit and state of unconditional love within. That's where the higher power helped me come out of my earthly ways, come out of my earthly ways. Um, you know, I was never really going to vote for faith. I was never really going to vote for following a guy called Jesus by myself <laughs> without having come to that heart experience of, of needing to feel that I, I was loved and there's nothing more that I could do, nothing more that I could say to change that. And I think that's a state that leaders need to get to when they are full, have all that they need, and then they may serve people from the overflow. That's the true purpose of self-care. It's not selfish, it's self-fullness. Coming to the world full and serving from the overflow. I used an example how when we don't have what we need. This is the experience I took from fasting. When I got to day three and I didn't have what I need, I found it really difficult to put others before myself. I found it really difficult to try and make the family tea because I hadn't eaten in three days. That's a simple <laughs> example of leadership. And if, and if I 
if I don't have all of what I need as a leader, how can I put others first? Um, that's the that's the true meaning and true purpose of self care, so that we may serve abundantly and willingly from the overflow. Thank you for being here, Nathan Todd. You you are an absolute blessing. I really value our friendship. Thank you for always showing up and posing some such wonderful questions. Um, please let me know how I can continue to support and encourage you. I'll put your username, your hand username. That's an old term, isn't it? I'll put your handle in the in the show notes so that people can continue to connect with you too. Um, what are you excited for, mate? What what's going on in in the world of uh, the real Nathan Todd? Um, I'm excited because I was able to support this group yesterday. Um, in talking about loneliness and how to deal with that mm. and i'm always excited by the opportunity to share the exercises that i've found work when it mm. comes to that so you can find the connection that you're really looking for mm. i love that nathan todd lots of love for you my friend and uh, to you everybody listening uh, on the podcast thank you for being here anybody that's catching up on the facebook replay thank you for taking the time if you want to head over from the podcast to the facebook community just simply head over we are always better than yesterday we'd love to have you come and join like-hearted human beings like nathan todd from all around the world um it is really a community where you can come as you are and, and, and i just hope that in our time spent together you leave a little bit better my friends, I'll see you next time where it's going to be Ask Me Anything about fatherhood. So if you want to get your question in soon, feel free to respond and I'll be sure to answer your questions. Always love, my friends. See you, brother. See you, man. <laughs>